Hey all, I'm the Hypothetical Nerd John, and while this may not be the holiday-mandated time of generosity, it is the holiday-mandated time of spooky, scary things. And for all of the month of October, each week I will have two episodes of George of the Nerds coming out with a spooky, scary kinda basis on Monday and Wednesday. And following a similar theme to Monday's episode with the wonderful survival horror game of Resident Evil, I'm also going to reference back to another PlayStation 1 classic, Silent Hill. Silent Hill is yet another early survival horror game that sets some of the standards and tropes that go along with what is known for the types of games today. And just as a little bit of preface, I don't have nostalgia for this game because I never actually played it when I was a kid playing my PlayStation 1 games. I actually for the first time had played this game or started to play this game a couple months ago. So my opinions on it aren't really clouded by anything like, oh yeah, I remember this game being great, and it's just my general fresh take on it. In this game, you play as a man named Harry Mason who winds up in the town of Silent Hill looking for his lost daughter Cheryl. The game gives you various hints and clues on where to go to find things, and you must find your way through the town to figure out where your daughter is. One of my favorite things about the general world of this game is how you interact with the map. So you get the map in the game, and I don't know why I find this so cool, but the various things that you come across in the town, it's put onto the map as though Harry wrote on the map with like a pen or something like that. And while I know that's really simple, it just gives it a bit more of a personal feel, like it feels cool, because like you go to this place, and instead of it just being blocked off on a map, or like there's a new key thing that goes there, it actually looks like a guy wrote on his map, well, can't go that way, and that's nice. You go to various different areas, complete different objectives to find different clues, so you can hopefully at some point or another find your daughter. The gameplay and puzzles are actually some of my favorite things about this game. I have to address the gameplay elephant in the room. Yes, this game has tank controls, which means you move forward by pressing the up arrow and you turn the body with the two side arrows, which can get kind of disorienting depending on how the screens are set up. I actually really like how it feels in this game. It makes the movement feel clunky, but they pull it off in such a way to where it just makes you feel more human in a sense. Because in so many games, even the ones that are just glorified walking simulators, you can run really fast, it's really responsive, things like that. But in this game, you're a guy, and you run, and you walk, and you're not this athlete that's able to just do crazy feats, and it feels like that with these tank controls. And the combat actually works pretty well with it too, because you aim at stuff, you press a button to do the attack, and it, for the most part, will lock onto whatever enemy you're generally looking at. And when it comes to enemies, you have a radio thing that you keep on your person, and because there are weird supernatural aspects about the enemies in the game, it starts going off and making a noise when the enemies are near, and that adds a bit to the tension, because it's like in games when the battle music starts, and you don't know where the enemy around you is, so your body just goes into kind of like a fight or flight kind of thing. So whenever you hear that radio noise in this game, you go, oh god, where's the enemy? Like in Resident Evil, you sometimes will have to choose to run away if you want to keep your resources, because you do only have so many bullets and so many healing items and so forth. And in this game, enemies do respawn in various areas of the game, so you will want to hold on to whatever you can. Delving a bit more into the puzzles of the game, 
They feel so nice. I mean, there's something about puzzles that have to do with riddles and logic where I actually had a piece of paper and pen writing out various things to try to figure out the riddle to one of the piano puzzles in one of the early stages of the game. And I love that. The game made me actually think instead of just going, hey, here's the puzzle, here's a way to find the answer key that is so common. I actually had to figure out what worked and what made sense with what was given to me. And that's really cool. I know you can look these up online, and that makes the logic puzzle aspect of things kind of ho-hum, but just don't do that, and embrace the logic puzzle thing, and you'll have so much more fun with it, even if it is kind of frustrating trying to figure out what it's trying to get you to do. And the last thing that I want to talk about on this is how you go into the world of Silent Hill. In the various areas that you explore in the game, there are storyline things that will happen that trigger you to go into what is referred to as the Otherworld. The Otherworld is a parallel of the normal place, but it's made spooky and scary. For instance, you go from being in a normal school to when it's turned into the Otherworld, the general aesthetic for most areas, while the outline is the same, turns into this really bloody, kind of metallic with fences everywhere. There's blood, there's hooks, there's spikes. It's real creepy looking and really dark. And the monsters that come at you are also pretty creepy looking too, even though it is in those old PS1 graphics. They do a great job at setting up the atmosphere here to where it feels like, oh, I'm in this other world and these things are coming to get me. And the existence of the Otherworld is overall pretty questionable at best, because you as the main character transfer to the Otherworld for some reason that we don't really know, and from very early on in the game I found myself questioning what was and wasn't reality, because things you do in the Otherworld can affect the normal world, and that just makes everything kind of unsettling feeling, to say the least. So while this game is a bit older, Based off everything that I've heard, while I haven't played them myself, you shouldn't look into the remakes because they didn't go quite so hot. You should definitely see if you can find a PS1 copy of OG Silent Hill. And if you do play it, or if you have played it and you just have some thoughts on how well or not well it is aged, find me on my Twitter to give me some of those comments, at HypotheticNerd. And this has been the Hypothetical Nerd John. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and tell your friends they can find this and other similar episodes on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and most other podcast hosting platforms. And if you want some interviews on what people find spooky and just general nerdy stuff, you can also find an interview-based series with that information called We're All Nerds through all the same mediums. Thank you for spending the time out of your day to listen to me rant about something that I think is pretty rad, and I hope you have a great day and come back to hear us. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.